Hi, this is Haley, COO of the Heart Centered Entrepreneur. Anna is currently working behind the scenes on her book, so we are excited to replay this episode on sales and invite you to fill out the application for the next round of the Sell with Heart Mentorship and Mastermind. Today, you'll be hearing eight things that took Anna from 100K to 225K. I chose this episode because while I think it's great to have abundant income goals, it's also really important to know the nitty gritty of how to accomplish them. The tips that Anna provides in this episode will help make your success not only easier, but faster. So bring up your notes app, grab your favorite fall drink, and enjoy. Welcome to the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Podcast. I want you to be rich. Yes, I want abundant financial success for your business. But I don't just care about your business making money. I care about you too. I want you to be rich in happiness in the impact you make, in your relationships, and in how you give back. I'm Anna. I built my six-figure business as a side hustle while I was pregnant with my daughter in 2016. Now I've helped dozens of women do the same. I'm here to help you build a profitable, heart-centered, fully booked business with the latest tips on sales and visibility, with proven mindset hacks, and sneak peeks behind the scenes with what's working right now in the online space and in my business. Ready to make more money with heart? Let's go. Number one, of course, the number one thing, and actually this also took me from zero to 100K, is just always doubling down on and focusing on delighting my clients. And probably for listening to this podcast, that comes natural to you. But what I want to remind you is when you spend time serving your clients and serving them well, that is the best marketing you can do for your business, right? Number one, because they may return to you as a repeat client, but they're also going to spread the word about you. And so I just do not regret any effort that me and my team made to really serve and serve my clients well. Now, here's what I have to say though. Some of you are hearing that and you're like, oh great, that means that I can have bad boundaries. (laughs) No, it means that you can serve your clients well and delight within boundaries, right? That still means that you can take the weekend off, right? That still means that you can um, say no if your client asks you for something that's like out of the scope, right? Or maybe your client asks you for something that's out of the scope of your contract and you can offer them to do it, but you give them um, what it would cost in addition. Yes, I'm happy to do that, but this is what it would cost, right? really good service with really good boundaries. And I actually don't feel like those are counterintuitive. I feel like they actually go together. For me, the better boundaries I have, the better my clients get served, right? When I check in and support my clients, about two times a day is when I check in and support my clients and respond to messages. I guarantee you that my level of coaching and honesty and listening and authenticity is much better when I check in with my clients two times a day than if I were to be on call 24 seven, answering kind of in like a hurried, frenzied, reactive state, right? Again, so the number one thing that really took me from 100K to 200K is serving my clients and delighting them, but with massive boundaries. And some of you, Most of you probably don't need to work on delighting your clients more, but you need to work on better boundaries, right? Um, Okay. I also have a little, I'll link it. There's an Instagram story series I had that's all about delighting your clients. I think that might be useful to you too. Okay. Number two thing, definitely, definitely 
systems and refining and refe- refining and repeating my programs and content, right? Definitely on the way to zero to 100K, it's a lot about innovation, creating brand new, pro- even like zero to 50K, right? But after that point, it's so important that you are balancing creating new programs and new ideas and new content with repeating and refining what you already have, right? I think I'm on the 10th round of a mastermind, right? I am on the, I think the 11th round of visible impact, uh, my six week program, right? And for me as an ENFP Enneagram 7, switching my mindset to refining my current programs, right? Redoing a current challenge, re-releasing my freebie at the first seemed very annoying. (laughs) But I think one of the illustrations that really helped me sink into this was when I realized how many books I had on my bookshelf that an author had written like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and I was still benefiting from it, right? Just because you didn't create your course yesterday doesn't mean that someone can't still benefit from what you created, right? And I think too, the goal is to repeat your stuff without over tweaking it. That has been a big challenge for me too. But what has helped with that is realizing, okay, maybe this isn't my favorite freebie, but when I created it, it was, I was very excited about it, right? And I'm all for like going back and doing small tweaks, but in general, we don't want to over tweak. We want to trust that version of us that wrote that content, that created that course. Because I don't know about you, but for me, like one of my freebies is the first to full checklist. And I, I created that right after I filled my coaching practice for the very first time. And so if I go back and redo that freebie in many ways, I feel like that version of me that wrote the freebie is actually a better writer to write it than where I am right now. Cause I'm a little bit more removed from that. Right. So really honor that version of you that wrote that piece of content that wrote the ebook, right. That created that course and trust that it is perfect for the people that are going to go through it. Right. So again, repeating and refining my programs, but also really leaning into systems. My beautiful, beautiful COO, Haley, has definitely helped with this too and making sure that we have a written process for what we do behind the scenes in the business, right? Um, And I think at the start, I used to think about like SOPs, standard operating procedures as like really complicated, where at the end of the day, it can just be like a five-point bullet list of what it takes to make something happen in your business, right? Like what's that little process you go through? And so I really encourage you to ask yourself, like what's something I do again and again, and how can I create a little process so that it's more smooth when I do it, it's easy for my team to do it, all of that. Okay, next is, this one is huge. This one is right up there with the client one. And it is team, 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 team. Biggest shout out ever to Haley and Leah, in case you're listening. And I just want to say that there is no way, no way I could have gone from 100K to 200K without team, right? Because I still work a limited number of hours. I still work about 20 hours a week. Um, and more and more of my time goes to client calls, client work, right? A lot of my time is spent in being with my clients and I love that, right? But a lot of other little things need to happen in the business too. And so that is where I feel like I have worked hard on, well, finding team. And honestly, you know, through the different chapters of business, I really struggled to find the right team, find the right combination of people, 
And one of the things I affirmed in my business, probably for over two years is like, I have my dream team, (laughs) even when it felt impossible. And so I just want to say to you, if team is something that you've been struggling with, where you feel like you don't have a team right now, or you have a team, but you don't feel like they're quite the right people. Number one, something I work with my clients with is like, how do we manage our team well, right? But also sometimes the people aren't the right fit, you know? I love, I heard Brooke Castillo talk about too, sometimes we need different people for different chapters of our business, you know? And I am so thankful for every single person in every season of my business that has worked with me and supported me. And without any of those people, I wouldn't be able to get to where I'm at. But I definitely feel like, you know, my current two team members are a huge part of me being able to make more money than ever, but also with less stress than ever, because I really feel like at the deepest level, I trust them, not just with doing stuff, right? When we first hire our first VA, right? We're having them like do little checklist things, right? But then at some point we have to trust our team with more and more, right? Like decisions and not having them check in with us so much about every little nitty gritty thing. And I just feel like I trust both of my team members with all of my heart and just so, so thankful, so, so thankful for them. Okay. Next one is related and that is support. Certainly my team is my biggest support, but in addition to that, I just feel like I have leaned in hard since day one in my business, really to all the support, right? I have a coach. I have business friends. I have, I wrote regular friends, but you know what I mean? (laughs) I hire, I get my laundry done professionally, right? I lean on my mama to watch my kids sometimes, right? Um, I, I, I just feel like I pay for a gym membership, right? So I can go to my Pilates class. Like I feel like I, as quickly as I have been able to, I try to do my mindset work so that I can really lean into support because I truly cannot do it alone. And I think what I started connecting the dots on is the more support I get, the more support I give out right? (laughs) Because otherwise we just feel like, Ooh, I'm getting all the support because I'm selfish or I'm getting all the support because I can't manage it on my own, or I'm getting the support because I'm lazy, right? We make up these stories instead of connecting the dots and saying to yourself the truth that the more support I get, the more support I can give. And I have seen that be true time and time and time again. And this is maybe helpful to those of you too, that are like in an income ceiling or a plateau is for me, I think energetically, (laughs) it sounds weird. A lot of times when I've been able to break, um, certain like strongholds in my business or times when I felt stuck income wise or the at the cap of like how many clients I was able to get in a certain program. I feel like I was able to break through when I had more energetic capacity. And a lot of you listening to this right now, you feel at capacity, And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Life is busy, right? Maybe you have little ones you're caring for. Maybe like you've got a lot on your plate, but here's the thing. If you're at full energetic capacity, you're naturally going to sabotage taking on new clients, right? And so I really want you to affirm for yourself, the more support I get, the more support I can give right? The more support I receive, the more support I ask for, not just like, oh yeah, I'm going to receive support. 
when it comes, but like, no, I'm going to get support. I'm going to hire support. I'm going to ask for support, right? I'm going to go after support. You know, one of the biggest lessons I think in receiving for me has been like, oh, in order to receive, I often have to ask for that. I have to open my hands, right? I have to open my heart. And some of you are saying like, I wish I felt more supported. I feel unsupported, right? But what I want to challenge you with is, are you really willing to get support or are you just saying that, right? Are you really willing to getting support and receiving support is vulnerable, right? Sharing with you a coach, your problems, a spell, like I think about myself with heart girls, right? They're sharing where they are most stuck, where they are most afraid in front of like eight other women, right? And yes, there's massive breakthrough, but first it takes massive courage and vulnerability, we were talking about this today too in a call, not just the fears, but also like, you guys, I have this dream. <laughs> you guys, I have this big vision, you guys. And, and we, we, that is even more vulnerable because we're like, what if that doesn't happen? And then I look crazy, right? But here's the thing. Being fully supported takes so much vulnerability, so much courage, so much trust, faith, risk, but guess what? It's all worth it because I definitely would not be here if I didn't have all the support, right? And so it's like, yes, kudos to the people that support me, but it's also that like I go out and I get and I hire and I am a full proponent of standing up for that support. So sorry, that was a rant. But I just feel like I needed to give you the loving, honest truth that if some of you guys are feeling unsupported, really ask yourself, how can I go after getting that support? Right? <laughs> Sounds kind of funny, right? <laughs> how can I, wh who do I need to hire, right? What mindset work do I need? What journaling do I need to do so that I don't feel guilty around it, right? All of that. Okay which leads so nicely to the fifth thing, which is mindset, 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 all my belief work. You guys know I'm a huge believer in the daily check-in that I do every day, or if I fall off, I'm always coming back to it, right? And every single day I check in around six things. I ask myself, what, what do I need to brain dump about? I just let myself process. I was talking to a client about this this week too. And it's like, I think we make having sad or hard or angry emotions bad. But if you look at my daily check-in, I've got all sorts of like, I'm mad about one thing. I'm sad about another thing. And I think because every day I let myself just like process it out, it doesn't clog my brain or system. And that's, you're like, Anna seems like this, like really positive, happy person. I am. But part of the reason that is, is I'm continually taking out the trash, right? I'm continually clearing out any emotion and it is normal for every single emotion person on planet earth to feel positive emotion and negative emotion, right? No matter what, no matter what your financial status, no matter, no matter who or what you are. And I think sometimes we think we can like avoid being a human instead of just like owning and embracing it and working within the fact that we are right. And at every level in business, we're going to have wonderful things, hard things, but the hard things become so much less hard when you talk about them. Number one, with others, but also with yourself, right? When's the last time you gave yourself permission to say, I'm really sad about this thing. I'm really pissed about this one thing, right? Not that you're necessarily going to do anything with those raw emotions, but at least letting them out. Because here's what I want to tell you. 
your emotions may be trying to tell you something, right? With that raw, unprocessed emotion, we don't necessarily want to publish that on the interwebs. No, my love. But we do want to be able to look at it. And it may be pointing us to something, right? It might be trying to to tell us something. Okay. So you guys know in the daily check-in, I do kind of like a pour it out section where I just brain dump. I also write my affirmations, right? Whatever it is that I'm having a hard time believing, but I want to call in, in my life or business, kind of like my goals, right? Like this is what you kind of, like I share one of my things I affirmed for two years was like, I've got my dream team. I've got my dream team, right? What are those things that you want to be affirming into your reality? Okay. So pour it out affirmations, um, definitely gratitudes, (laughs) listing my wins. I have a whole podcast episode on my daily check-in. So I'll link that. If you don't already do a daily check-in, oh my lands, you've got to start doing one. Listing my wins, especially when I don't feel like I have any wins. It's especially important to give yourself credit writing down my surrenders, right? What I want to, for me, that section is like almost a prayer, right? I'm going to do my part, but then I've really got to trust that like God has my back and that, um, I don't have to carry all of this alone. Right. And then finally my priorities, like what are the few things that I actually do have to do that day? So daily mindset work, the, the surface work, but also sometimes I'll do deeper mindset work. If there's a particular thing I'm getting stuck around, I'll like spend more time journaling or spend more time processing with my coach. Um, but that's been huge. Okay. Next one. Number six, a simple business model. So I think a lot of times we think that what's going to take us to the next level or help us like for me, doubling my revenue, right? From hundred K to 200 K we think it's going to be more complexity, But what I've seen time and time again for me and my clients that have done the same thing is a simplified business model, right? Often my clients that I help scale their business to multiple six figures, we're getting rid of services. We're saying no to certain clients, right? And I know that we all know this, (laughs) but we forget that simplicity Money loves simplicity, right? Do we have the most simple business model possible, right? Because why, right? The simpler it is, the easier it is to create systems around, the easier it is to refine it, right? And if you do have multiple offers in your business, for example, making sure that they're aligned with each other, that they're distinct, right? But simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. Okay. Next is related and that's singular focus. So really getting yourself and your team on board with one thing at a time, right? At least that's going out publicly, right? Really having one objective at a time in your business, um, has been so useful so that I know. And so that my team knows to put all of our energy behind that one offer, behind that one initiative, behind that one thing. And I think we so often like want to do a lot of things in our business all at once. But for me, I realize, you know, and just one thing at a time is what gets you there faster, right? Knowing that you can do the next thing. Okay. This last one is related. It's delayed gratification. Sounds awful, right? Um, but it's related. So if you're having a simple business model, if you're focusing on just one thing at a time, a lot of times it's not as gratifying, especially compared to like the first days of business, when you have a new idea and you get to launch it, or you have a content idea and you put it out there and you get comments right away. Right. 
the bigger your business gets, the more you're working in advance, right? And so there's a little bit of a delay of a gratification, right? Maybe you're recording a podcast episode, for example, and it's not going to come out for three weeks, right? Maybe you are writing and editing course emails or launch emails that aren't going to go out for a month. And I think for me, I had to switch my brain to the satisfaction of my action instead of the satisfaction of the result as much, right? And this is useful just period in your business. But I think I just try to get more and more attached in my happiness and satisfaction to me doing the tasks and knowing that it's going to get me what I want instead of necessarily the feedback from people or the money or the buying, right? Because I mean, think about this. In my business, a lot of the money that I make today is a result of actions that I took 90 days ago, even sometimes a year, even sometimes three years ago, right? Often my my audience will be on my email list or in my Facebook group or listen to my podcast for a year or more before buying from me, right? And that, my love, is delayed gratification, right? (laughs) And I think, again, like the biggest way I've been able to get around this is being satisfied in the thing itself, right? Like I showed up for this launch and I'm proud of how I showed up, right? I recorded that podcast and I had fun doing it, right? I showed up to... um, whatever it is. And so, and it's for my clients too, a lot of times it'll be like, yes, I sent five DMs and I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to give myself credit for that. Right. And this is the cool thing about listing your wins every morning too, is you can just really start to get in the pattern of celebrating your effort instead of necessarily just celebrating the outcome of that effort that might happen a little bit later. Right. And this takes a lot of discomfort management, right? <laughs> but giving yourself and knowing that, um, and this is why it helps to, to have like solid strategy because you know in the back of your head that this is going to pay off even if I don't feel it right now, right? It also helps to make sure, this is just a side note I feel called to say, make sure that you like what you do right? This might rock your boat a little bit, right? But I think another reason I'm okay with having delayed gratification is because for the day-to-day, I love what I do in my business, right? All of my clients have like vastly different businesses, right? But for example, I think about like my clients who are coaches, right? They enjoy talking with humans and being on the phone with humans, right? And you might say, well, Anna, a lot of my clients do not enjoy that at all, right? And so a lot of those clients have different businesses, right? They might be a virtual assistant, right? Or they are doing work for someone, but not on a Zoom call. And so I just want to encourage you to really look at in my business, am I setting myself up with my business model for what I like to do? What because if you are fulfilled in your day-to-day work, I find that like the date the delayed gratification is so much easier to manage. And so you may need to make some tweaks, right? You may need to make some tweaks to that, to your business model, not make that wrong, right? Like, do you enjoy uh, developing and pouring into team members, right? If so, great, an agency model might work for you. If you just really like doing work yourself, you may not want to have a team, right? And so just really looking at what you're building and even just even at the simplest question, like, do I like being on Zoom calls all day, right? Do I like, for me, when I, between sessions, when I respond to my clients on Basecamp or in their private Facebook group, basically I'm doing like virtual coaching, 
I love that so much. I could do that all day. Like I almost have to like put a limit on myself, right? Like, okay, I'm going to check two times a day and that's all because I enjoy it so much. Right. And so I just want you to ask yourself, like, am I enjoying the work that I'm doing? And if not, am I willing to believe that it's possible to make money in a way that I love doing it? Right. And that's why I think it's so important to like align our heart and our passion with our, not that I love everything I do in my business. Certainly there's like 10% of things that aren't fun, right? We're not going to have any perfect business model. There's like upsides and downsides to everything. But I do think that I also have had clients that have realized, oh my gosh, I'm building the wrong business model. I need to massively shift, right? And so I just want to give you permission today to shift your business model if you need to mindfully, right? Um, Or really look at, at the end of the day, am I enjoying the end product that I'm doing, that I'm delivering? Do I feel passionate about that, right? For me, I don't love like tinkering on the back end of Facebook ads, right? Like I don't love tinkering and refining funnels. And so that's why I have like minimal course offerings, right? And most of my courses are coaching heavy, right? Because that is what I enjoy. Um, And so just giving you permission (laughs) and certainly like team can help do things we don't want to do too. But at the end of the day, is the business model you're doing something you enjoy? Do you like and love your business? Because that is going to help with the things that you don't love, right? With delaying gratification on, um, on results in your business. Okay. I hope this was helpful to you, no matter where you're at. And I really encourage you, I'm going to say the things really quick one more time again. And I want you to give yourself a rating one to 10 in each of these areas. And the thing that rates the lowest, give yourself permission to journal on this week, really brainstorm how you can fill that gap. Okay. Are you ready? Number one, clients, doubling down on really delighting your clients. Number two, systems, repeating and refining and systematizing. Number three, team, 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 team. Number four, support, leaning into all the support. Number five, oops, did I number these wrong? Mindset, really leaning into mindset practice. Number six, a simple business model. Number seven, having a singular focus, at least at a time. And number eight, really delaying gratification and making sure you have the job that you have in your business is one that you love so that it's easy to stay attached to the process. It's easy to stay attached to um, the day-to-day because at the end of the day, the end result, right, is always going to vary. And it's always going to be a little bit outside of our control, right? Like, is my business rapidly growing because I'm working in it? Yes. But the rate at which I grow the amount of humans that are in every, like, do I have control over it? I really don't, right? And part of why I'm able to have such peace in that is because I love what I do, right? Okay, rate these one to 10. And I would love to know, feel free to tag me on Instagram or email me and tell me which of these areas is something that you want to lean into in this next season. And if you want my support doing it, you know that I would love to have you in um, my signature program, the Sell With Heart Mastermind, a six-month experience where I coach you and mentor you and really help you sell with heart, grow your business, build your team um, in a really aligned way with just the loveliest humans, just the loveliest humans um, on, I, I feel like on the interwebs. 
So just grateful. Okay. Hope you, if you're interested in that, I'll put the wait list link. You can also hop on a free 30 minute clarity call where we can break down, break through some money blocks, um, get clear on where your biggest sales gap is and just give you some traction. And then I can answer any questions you have too about, um, sell with heart. Thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful, grateful, grateful that you are, um, that I get to be on this journey with you. I really do every comment you write, whether it's on Instagram or in the Facebook group, or those of you that hit reply to my emails, I read every single one and just thankful to be on this journey with you in the biggest way. Thanks for hanging out today. Please hit that subscribe button so you can make sure to stay updated anytime a new episode drops. And I would love for you to join me in my free Facebook community. It's called The Heart-Centered Entrepreneur. We discuss the podcast episodes. I regularly go live and do free trainings. And you may even meet your newest biz bestie. So you can join at heartcenteredcommunity.com. It's absolutely free. And I cannot wait to see you in there.